0: Welcome back to another episode of Bopcast, where it is my job to break down the moments that changed people's lives and also have a little bit of fun. In the process, my name is Ryan Sullivan, also known as Sully Bop. I'm a rapper, producer, DJ, and podcaster from New Jersey. And today on the podcast, I have my great friend, Harrison Kelly. Harrison Kelly is an SEO consultant. Uh, He also uh, contributes to some projects on the side, and he's the host of the Innovative Mindset, a podcast that I actually uh, had the privilege to help him start. And, you know, we've been wanting to do this for a while, uh, ever since we connected. And, you know, the magical power. of LinkedIn uh, put us together Um, you know uh, it's a place where I've connected with thousands of people at this point but um, in this episode uh, we it's kind of a wide range of conversation but uh, we do touch on SEO Uh, if you don't know what SEO is I definitely suggest watching because um, you know this it's uh, it's something that we use every single day but we don't even think about it and uh, it has to do with marketing and Google searches and I'll you know let us get into it on the episode so I really appreciate you tuning into this episode today uh, with my friend Harrison Kelly don't forget Our sponsor is SodaBeats.com. It's the easiest and best way to make hip-hop and rap beats online for free right now. Um, And when you you go and download that beat, there's no royalties or anything. You get to keep the beat. You can do whatever you want with it forever. SodaBeats.com. Definitely go check it out. Completely free to try and use. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Let's get to this episode with Harrison Kelly. Yeah. It's been a while since I did a podcast with like the banter in the beginning,
1: so I'm really enjoying Dude, this yeah, right now. Dude, yeah. I'm loving um, it. I'm down for the banter the whole time. Hell yeah. Uh, let's keep it going. Honest. But uh, <laughs> I'll,
0: I'll do the intro so people understand why we're here right now. Um, but uh, yeah, so this is Harrison Kelly. Um, we just went back to our LinkedIn conversations, our awkward, uh, you know, just like... <laughs> just <laughs> run of the ass. mail like corny ass LinkedIn conversation <laughs> if you don't use LinkedIn there's something that you have to do it's called being absolutely corny to every person that you meet <laughs> on there it's just, um, just a part of the content and then, creation dude, process but then the LinkedIn goovers would be like you don't you can just be cool and be yourself it's like dude like I'm connecting with a random person from Iowa yeah. who I've never met who like does <laughs> like marketing for a small bit medium sized business like yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna go in and like give them a rap or verse or something
1: no, I, I don't yeah. know it's, so uh, Yeah, each their own on that. It's an an interesting platform. It's an interesting
0: platform to say the least. But uh, yeah, man, thanks for being here. I appreciate you doing this. We had a little day uh, as well, and it was a lot of fun, man. Mad uh, fun. And yeah, it's been a long time coming. And so uh, if you want... you know, obviously you're, um, you do SEO and you work for a company and you know, like you do, uh, you know, you do your podcast as well. And you're much, you know, you're in the, in the LinkedIn world and kind of that marketing world as well. But if you want to just give people a gist of like, you know, who you are, what you do, and then we're just going to keep the conversation going. But I just want to start with that.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, I, this is like the two minute spiel I usually give to (laughs) to people on like calls and stuff as well. Uh, sales calls, things like that. (laughs) Um, I'm in a, I'm an SEO and content marketing consultant. I work for a, uh, a really small consultancy called Clean Media um, and pretty much my thought process for working there was that I wanted a really good mentor uh, out of college since it's like a great learning experience and uh, a really good way to just pretty much learn from the experts right out the gate rather than trying to like figure stuff out on your own so um, the company is owned and operated by the director of SEO at audible uh, his name's AJ Mahalik and he's uh, he's a super bright guy he's done SEO for like Fifteen plus years, um, so just like very well versed in the industry, You've seen a lot of Google algorithm changes. Uh, and for anyone unfamiliar, SEO is essentially the process of getting websites to better rank on Google search rankings. So-, so that means sorry to cut you off, jump in there, but that means when you search a,
0: something, like if you search dogs, there's companies that are trying to be in that first page. And that's what you do to an extent, right?
1: Dude, yeah. It's actually funny you say dogs specifically. We actually have a client right now that's like a virtual veterinarian where you like FaceTime and we were performing like pretty extensive keyword research is one of the things that I do, which is like seeing how many people Google something a month. I saw some of the most filthy, disgusting keywords I've ever seen in my life. Like like dog vomiting white foam gets like 100,000 searches on Google a month. And I was just like... This is not a. I guess this wasn't the niche that I needed to uh, oh my God. <laughs> needed to do this research on. But but yes, yeah, the process of either part of it's technical SEO, which is like improving the way somebody's website uh, functions, like how quickly it loads and stuff like that, has a really big impact on Google. But my particular niche within SEO is like the content marketing side of things, which like. I'm sure we'll get into Sully, (laughs) help me create my own podcast. So I've done everything from pretty much A to Z content marketing. So I do, for a lot of my clients, um, finding topics that they should create blog articles for um, and then giving them pretty much like a rough outline of here's everything that should be included for you to rank on Google since it's tough to rank on Google these days. Um, And then they build the content from there. Sometimes I write the content myself depending on uh, who the client is. But pretty much, like, thinking outside the box and how can we beat the competition to rank for terms that are either going to, like, generate business, like, close sales or, like, get you more clicks on a blog or whatever it might be, but that's kind of like the, <laughs> that's the full-time gig. And then I have some, some side projects I'm working on as yeah, well. Yeah, You do a few different things, but so, and it's not just for fun. It's not like
0: these people are ranking on Google just cause they, it's cool. Like this is a full, I just don't think people understand. Like, obviously if you're not in the kind of this world of like content marketing and things like that, like I just think, uh, to, I didn't understand it. Even working for a marketing company, like I still didn't really understand it until I had to do it. Like until <laughs> I had to optimize, uh, Blog post for SEO. I didn't understand, and even when I was doing that, I I understood like yeah, it's to rank on Google, but I didn't know how. I didn't understand backlinks and all these things. So mm-hmm. like the purpose of it, you would you, would you say the purpose of it is to drive people to your uh, business? Would that be the main? I would say purpose?
1: Uh, generally the clients that we're working with, at least like there's a lot like like news outlets like use SEO to rank on Google, but generally we're using it to to pretty much. In the blog in particular, it's creating Relevant content for your target audience That that hopefully you can sell your product to So in that case, if someone's do- Searching dog shitting Blood on yeah. fucking Google for uh, <laughs> For this client that I'm doing That's the virtual veterinarian, the goal would be For them, if it's not a serious enough Ailment that the dog needs to go to the vet right away mm-hmm. That they can call a vet Save money, save time, and just kind of get the gist of like here's most likely what it is. Like here's how you so can help. So people would be able to find them. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's pretty much inbound leads. And like mm-hmm. one of our clients sells like luxury bedding, so we're writing a lot of content about what is linen bedding pretty much like stuff like that. Like how to style your bed, like a hotel or how to fold your towels, like a hotel. Because that's what
0: people, first of all, people need to know that. And like the people who work for the company, like understand that, Mm -hmm. but then also it's that you hope they do. And if they do, they'll write a lot better content or I Mm -hmm. guess, right. But like, because you would write that specifically because people are searching that and then they're going to come across this company that wrote the article and be like who's this and then look at their products and be like oh this is luxury betting and it's also really nice exactly then, yeah, yeah. exactly yeah but it's not like a direct like okay they see it like, it's not an ad that comes... Like, it's a very different form of marketing than...
1: Yeah, well, there is those Google ads where, ads like... ads involved, yeah, yeah. But it's not, like,
0: a visual, like, Facebook ad that's in your face. No, um, exactly. It's it, kind of like yeah. selling
1: through the back door, essentially. Yeah, right? a little bit. It's, like, that weird... It's,
0: like, a... Yeah, it's a competitive
1: it's Super competitive, especially depending on the space. But um, the thing is, our general approach, like, our philosophy to SEO... Like, traditionally, SEO might have been, like... Like, if I was trying to rank for best podcast 2021 i would write that in a blog post 50 times and google's algorithm would see all right this said best podcast 2021 50 times like this clearly is about that and it would rank it now it's become a lot more are you creating value for the searcher like the the articles we just wrote an article about like college betting for example for one of the our uh, clients like that article provided some really helpful advice for like these are materials you should consider should consider sleeping on as a busy college student so that you sleep better. So it's it's kind of like getting to the root of their problems and and if you do a good job of of actually addressing what they're looking to do um, or like what the searcher is looking for, that's the content that's going to lead to uh, to sales being made. Kind yeah, of because it establishes that trust off the bat. Exactly. Trust
0: things like that's the thing of like when you see some guy when you see somebody on instagram that's every post is just like this is what like this like buy, basically like begging almost begging you to like buy the things and then when you see somebody who's all their posts are just like y- them giving you information mm-hmm. it actually makes you want to work oh, with them definitely because you go oh these people are working with them like look like they understand i trust them I, they understand yeah, exactly. their craft you know
1: and it's like yeah you're you're like genuinely trying to help them you know like yeah like we're so sell- like in that case it's actual great betting that that you're selling so it's not like they're like it's like a gimmick. Like and the they, guy
0: who puts all puts it fifty times though he gets fucked because once people go there they realize it's bullshit.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. There's there that well that's how it used to be. You could get traffic, but yeah, a lot that yeah. that wasn't converting. So means let, like closing a yeah. sale that wasn't content that would convert well, anyway. So, so it was like junk traffic almost to didn't an extent. Google like really isn't like isn't that somewhat controversial
0: of like what Google's been doing with their search like uh, rankings? And, I mean, there's no uh, doubt about
1: uh, it. Like Google's a monopoly. You know, yeah, like yeah, we're yeah. we're literally my entire job is, is not guessing Google's algorithm, but I mean, to an extent, it really is guessing Google's algorithm, Mm -hmm. but we're trying to, we're trying to take an approach that the algorithm has changed hundreds of times, probably a lot more than that over the years. Um, so it's like staying in touch with what's happening with Google's algorithm because they pretty much determine, I mean, like you can do like Bing SEO, I guess, or like DuckDuckGo SEO. Don't you think it's crazy that Google is what it is? It's insane to think about. I mean like yesterday Facebook got a um they like had a federal court say that they were not a monopoly. Like how? <laughs> <laughs> like, who do they pay in the federal justice system to dude, Like was was telling to you, about how you to make
0: a, a solo podcast about COVID and about like the information of COVID? We should, I should do another one on Facebook. And oh, like, crazy. dude, I'm, I'm seriously thinking, and like, honestly, I don't want to go into these of just like, hey, this is my opinion. Like, I'd like to do some research too. It's good to hear like um, differing opinions too, you know? Yeah, like- for sure. 100%. And like, I want to have my, uh, you didn't get to meet Tread today, but have the, my producer Tread on and like, he's great and just like kind of go back and forth about it. But like, on top of the topic of like COVID and then, um, you know other topics like that that are like you really don't know what's going on facebook is one of those where it's like this is so blatant that like what how how is that not the problem is like it's a new it's something that never existed before
1: oh yeah so
0: like think about all the other monop like the oil monopolies weren't shut down right away it's not like standard oil like standard oil was fucking moving dude i don't know for how many years but like oh yeah it's crazy like yeah so so this is still (laughs) infancy and the fact that... Now, is it just politics, the fact that they can't consider them a monopoly? Is it by definition? Like, what... Like, that's what I'm so confused about. It's like, who's determining...
1: I think it's corruption at the top. Yeah, you know? like, yeah, the, yeah, Like, those companies are big enough that they're, like, practically governments themselves. Like, they have connections. They have more control. They have connections can, in Facebook governments has all more over the world. Control
0: than, Facebook contr- can, has more control than most governments.
1: Yeah, I'd say Mark Zuckerberg's, like top 10 most powerful people in the world probably probably like top five and (laughs) he's like hey we just got this new feature they're good at doing pr to make you not think about that but like i think of i think of like regulation with facebook as kind of like like my grandfather doesn't know how to add an attachment to an email kind of deal you know like he, like, he has Facebook, he scrolls on the homepage and doesn't send direct messages because he doesn't know how, you know, like that's the age of the people that's, that are supposed to be regulating this content. They don't even know how to log in, like they don't remember their password, so like, how are you supposed to regulate something you have no grasp on whatsoever? I think on that's whatsoever. an issue
0: of people ma- you making decisions about things that they don't fucking use or do.
1: Oh, yeah, and, and it's like also fucked. like, it's also the fact like there's there should be term limits, you know, like 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 Politics aside Like Mm -hmm. Mitch McConnell And Nancy Pelosi Have been in politics For how many years You know Like if there were term limits, then we could get some younger people in that understand how Facebook works to, mm-hmm. to do something about the problem. The problem is they're yeah. scared
0: of young people that are gonna try that are gonna try to do things differently. Oh yeah, that's yep. the issue. Is that there's so much old guard mentality and like also things that need to stay in place so other people can continue doing what they're doing. Like, have you did you hear anything about the uh, like homeless crisis in LA and like what I've your,
1: seen stuff about it? Yeah. So
0: so. Uh, th- this is this is the thing they're spending millions of like 10 million over 10 million, maybe 100 million a year a lot of money millions and millions of dollars a year to fight this homeless crisis right there's no there's no nothing's happening no. so the peep the highest paid people in this in that are in charge of this make six figures They're not incentivized. Yeah, they're living. They're not living in the neighborhood that's being impacted. No, they're not even incentivized to stop the crisis. No, they're not. If your job relies on a crisis happening, if your if McDonald's relies on you being on health like. Continually eating unhealthy food. There's no way they're not going to yeah, push not you, you to incentivized that food. to make uh, yes. <laughs> low
1: calorie alternatives. And then when
0: McDonald's has all this money to throw around here and throw around there, I'm not saying they do. I'm using them as an example. But if <laughs> they do, then they have the power then possibly to influence same way that maybe Facebook would. And like that's the problem with these things is that people have jobs that are that rely on an issue. A terrible issue in the case of homelessness, maybe, and I'm not sure, fuck, do I know how to fix it? No, I have no
1: fucking idea, but I'm just saying, they're not incentivized to make it. Oh, yeah, and I mean, improve, you, 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 know? you use a business as an example, which is, is pretty ironic, because I, the example that I think of is um, TurboTax and other similar business models, they literally pay the federal government to, like, they lobby the federal government to make it so that... We have to file our own taxes. The government already knows how much money we owe. Us filing our taxes is solely because TurboTax is paying them to make it a problem that we need to file our own taxes. That's, like, prime example. It all ties back into lobbying, man. Like, like literally, McDonald's is probably paying behind the scenes. Keep things the way they are. Like, (laughs) don't pass—don't, like, try and improve on people's health because— you're gonna kill You're gonna no, kill they just our profits. Do the you're yeah. gonna kill our stock. Our stock.
0: It marts. starts with. It's just they create an option. They create a salad. Exactly. They still yeah. sell fucking fries. Yeah, like,
1: and they sell salads with more calories than most of the products that they have, like burgers and stuff. Yes, like, literally,
0: like. man. Like the dressing is fucking way more. No, calories No, you look than it up. The, the
1: calories like. in McDonald's uh, salads are like. It's absurd. (laughs) Do you know why? They want you to buy a fucking burger. Yeah, they They want you you to buy a burger and they want... And if you do decide to eat a salad, they don't want you losing weight because of it. how
0: fucked is that? That that... Yes. How fucked is that? That, like, the healthy option is the unhealthy... Yeah, they purposely make it unhealthy. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, my God. And, like, that comes back to the thing of, like, why would you change something that you think about fucking dude marlboro is killing like what if you're the ceo of fucking marlboro like what's your justification as the ceo listen ceo marlboro you're the man to come on this podcast we'd love to have you (laughs) but you're the man in the way that i'd love for you to come explain this shit because i hope you have some kind of fucking explanation but like what do you really like do you go just sleep comfortably at night like that's what i really think about i think they're making enough money that they're just uh well, oh, you know <laughs> they're what they willing would say. to
1: go with the guilty conscience, and like
0: I'm not like me criticizing them might not make sense because this is what they would say. They would say,
1: "People, we're not forcing anybody to do anything." Yeah, that's the cop out that Facebook uses too. Yep. When they got caught, I forget which thing it was. I think like the tons of people got hacked and stuff because they were like one of the sketchy circumstances that Facebook's been on in the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Mark Zuckerberg was like, "Well, it's in the uh, it's in the terms and conditions that you agreed to." It's like, dude, yeah. no one is reading the 800 pages that you. Oh, did. YouTube. YouTube um,
0: YouTube they're they're allowed to take down content basically this is not like the wording but basically just with the discretion of people yeah, that work for YouTube to. yeah we want so to yeah <laughs> so what the f- who the fuck are these people working for YouTube these are just random people. It's the people yeah, it's working crazy. on the homeless crisis. First of all, if we can get a, one of those people making six figures off the homeless crisis to come up here and tell me all the shit you're doing, please, I'd love <laughs> yeah, that to would do that. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Am I taking the time out to go find you? No, I'm not. So maybe that's <laughs> that's on me. Maybe that's on me. But um, just things like that. It just seems like If it, it seems like uh you know there's no incentive to and like what like who are we i mean we're just doing our thing you know i mean if, if if the a cigarette company can totally come to you and you not you work for somebody if your boss was like let's go let's do it we're gonna work for them you'd fucking do it
1: yeah exactly exactly so then
0: that's it like if somebody yeah. came to me with a podcast and it was Coca-Cola do you think I would turn it down because like I think Coca-Cola is unhealthy no I no they're gonna hand you a fat stack of cash yeah. to uh, so make like, it happen dude it's like I like to always throw it back on like what if it was me like I totally oh get, yeah money talks that's the problem so not the problem that's just the fact i don't that's... even know if it's an issue it's more it is an issue obviously but like the fact that everything is money is incentivized by money like there is no values there's no core values any like i don't know if there was core values but they don't fucking exist
1: oh yeah i mean power corrupts and and think about <laughs> how much money impacts how much power you have you know yeah. like it's of course the two are going to be synonymous with each other uh yeah i don't know <laughs> i mean i'm I'm pretty. I guess we don't have to go too po- too into politics. Like, I mean, I don't really care. But <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just like like I'm pro capitalism generally. But of course, there's going to be like mm-hmm. <laughs> like we're in late stage capitalism. We're seeing the consequences of a lot of people making selfish decisions for their own pockets. You know, that's just it's just the reality of the situation Mm -hmm. (laughs) but then you go the other direction and it's like (laughs) it's like with socialism the power is still at the top too you know and they're just hoarding all the cash because they're making sure the people at the bottom don't get it so it's like (laughs) at the end of the day power corrupts either way so absolute power corrupts absolutely Exactly. power corrupts in general Yeah. exactly
0: yeah I think I'm listen I'm a capitalist too I think like this conscious capitalism thing is makes sense uh i like it i like listen the work that i'd fucking do like all the work that i do just helps people like all it really does like it really does and like if i dj'd a wedding for some you know the fucking back to like you know the ceo of fucking marlboro it's like would (laughs) i be doing bad like no like not really of course not like indirectly it would be so indirect that it wouldn't be like that so i try so i feel like and and but the thing is then who am i to say like you know uh talk down on people who are like working for these companies it's like are they bad like i don't think um, they're bad no, people definitely so not it's just trying kinda, to make a it's living
1: it's kind of yeah it's the system that we're in a lot of the time it's th- there's roots to the problems that that we're all kind of pawns in at this point so do just, you think like you would say that capitalism
0: is like is working way like way better than not right like doing more good than bad
1: it's tough to say yeah. I, I think it a lot of its personal perspective like where you're at in life like I understand the people that are <laughs> there's like winners and losers in capitalism obviously like that's that's kind of how the system works so um, I, I think it works <laughs> in a lot of ways I mean it, it's fueled a lot of economic growth in this country and the world and, and think about how many incredible innovations have come as a result of capitalism so um, it's a success in that facet is it perfect uh, certainly not. No, system but, is. Um, no, of course not. But I think I think for a lot of people that are, that have <laughs> come out on top as a result of a lot of hard work, um, capitalism has been great in, in in that regard. Do you think that Do you think that's what people
0: want? What people look towards when they think of changing the system, like, oh, we are going to create a perfect system. Like I think that's what people think is possible. Yeah. Unfortunately, like, oh, like my things God. that sound
1: crystal clear on paper. Like, I was talking to you about it before, like, I like Andrew Yang as a politician, like, he's someone whose ideas I thought were fresh and, like, pretty interesting, Um, but he just lost the mayor race in New York City. I was rooting for him, but at the same time, like, the amount of red tape that Andrew Yang would have had to go through in Manhattan and the rest of the boroughs, like, there is so much corruption and, and BS and people working against you within the system he probably wouldn't have been able to get much more done than the last guy in there, you know? Like it's just it's like gridlock, It's gridlocked. It's slow-moving gridlocked, just it's and and people are doing things out of spite so that you get the blame in the headlines. It's like you you can't really it's just like it's tough. It's it's a lot of systemic issues for sure. Yeah, I think I think that's it
0: and I think it's uh things just being how they always were. I think that's a lot of it too. Yeah, yeah. a lot
1: of it's just not adapting with the times, even though, <laughs> as Facebook and Google's rise in power is so evident of, uh change has come. You know, so yeah, you know
0: it's it's so crazy. Uh, I, yeah, it, and I was having a similar conversation about Spotify, and I was talking to somebody who's an artist, like an actual like super talented artist, like real like not like music artist, but like I guess pain, painter, um, or drawer. Uh, I don't know how to say that correctly, but uh, to, I couldn't do it justice either, but um i was having a conversation with somebody about this about spotify and uh she's like listen they just don't pay their artists enough and i'm like yes and no because if you work like that's the thing is like is this fucking real or not like if you work at a bagel shop like and you make nine dollars an hour like should is it can you really quit and then just get a better job somewhere like how do you like i feel like it's hard, man. Like, for me oh, to just – like, what I hard. would just say is about the Spotify thing is just, like, make – get more plays. Yeah. Like, for me, like, I don't get that many plays. I'm just – I'm not mad that I don't get them. Like, I'm not looking at Spotify and saying, you should give me more plays. Like, <laughs> no. It's not that I don't make enough money off the plays I have. It's that I don't make enough to make a significant amount of money. Yeah, you're doing so your other stuff So, what would you do? Too. Yeah. Like, but the thing is, like, I feel like I take a business approach to it. Yeah, you got to some people take gotta work. Of, you gotta fucking work, and that means your marketing sucks.
1: Oh yeah, right? yeah. So, and I mean, my, ju- I mean, I'm not a musician. My podcast is on uh, is on Spotify, but that's about the extent of it. Um, but the justification I've heard, like, should Spotify be paying artists more, like, potentially? But Spotify isn't even profitable. Like, people don't realize that. Like, Spotify is losing money with the rates that they're currently coming in at. And the other thing that you can make is like, you were saying before when we were just like shooting the shit that like you have listeners in other countries like how would some dude in whatever town in rural russia have found Sully bop without (laughs) without a platform like soundcloud or spotify you know like it's the industry has been to come a lot less about album sales and like how are you going to make money on tour and selling merchandise and and pretty much building your brand on social media as much as it is like Oh well, this song got a million plays, so we made seven thousand dollars or whatever a the lot math of, is. I know
0: people who have a million plays who like work a nine-to-five job. Like, yeah, it's just it's not. I like, know people like that too. It's, it's not notes. as crazy as it used to be. And then I know people who make a straight a full living off of their plays. Yeah, it's so it's crazy.
1: There's like this band from my little like college in Bumblefuck, Pennsylvania, that has um, they they haven't released music in like four or five years, and they have like seventy-five thousand monthly listeners on Spotify, and I'm like. Like, they're getting like millions of plays on their songs, and I get that that's not like a ton of money, but I'm like, guys, like, that's enough fans to be touring. Like, why are you not still doing stuff? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't get it, but yeah, I think we underestimate how much a million streams is in uh, actual sales, honestly. Yeah, and
0: I, I yeah, I saw a gr- I know a group of a group, and uh, they were pro, I think they'd maybe dismantled in 2015, 2016 ish, but it might have been before that. I'm not totally sure. Uh, but they dismantled, and they stopped making music under their name uh, as mm-hmm. a group. And they still have 40,000 monthly listeners, and it's been consistent for the last four years. It's, it's gone crazy. down from, like, 75 to 60 to 50 to 40, but it's been 40 for, like, a, a like steady, very steady. Yeah, and those are nuts. their core fans. And, uh, yeah, haven't dropped anything in, like, four or five years or whatever. Yeah, and, and, and you look at that, and you're like, obviously it's done, but imagine if you... Came together and then you were like, okay, it's done. Like we're done. Like something happened, right? And then six years later, yeah, and then you, then you blow get, up like, again, actual... but you're done.
1: And then you're like going through the contracts. You're like, <laughs> no, it's mine. No, it's and you're, like I can't imagine. <laughs> no, yeah, it's crazy. Like that band's that that band's monthly listeners has like gone up in the years that they have. Like they're from like this rural college town in Pennsylvania, and they. But the sound is so good that I'm like, guys, like you have that appeal. Like I'm always commented on their Instagram posts and stuff, and they're just like living in different parts of the country, I guess, but. Shout out to the Mellow Wells. That's the name of the band. <laughs> Mellow. The Mellow Wells. It's one Mellow word. Wells. I remember I was like, they did like this, my college, The this shows you how like small and mm. <laughs> absurd this college was. The Dutchman was their like flying mascot. So they did this like, they did this thing Dutchman Day. And I remember walking outside of my dorm on Dutchman Day and like the sun was shining and this band was jamming out front like by the cafeteria and I was like, these guys are sick and like I showed all my friends and now like to this day that's the band that um gets like 70,000 monthly listeners with literally no promotion in years like I'm just like I knew you guys had a good sound like should let me sign you or something I don't even have a label but fine <laughs> one it's like it. yeah they uh, they could have popped off seriously I think like it's it's like crazy to me they're not still making it same music. thing with this group that like it's it's got to be like internal stuff that we don't know about that's the explanation you know what
0: like, it is too i think it's really like from the outside it looks a lot different than what it really. oh is, totally so. yeah
1: and i mean there's like there's like personal relationships that are <laughs> like if you get into a Wives fight with your lead singer and, yeah, yeah. like or like you have beef with one of the other people in your hip-hop group like it's kind of hard to have that same chemistry if you <laughs> despise each oh, other yeah. you know i mean like that's how the beatles broke up like Just John Lennon beef with everybody because of uh, Yoko Ono. Thanks a lot, Yoko. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, there he is. (laughs) That was when she was like, yo, (laughs) time to go out on your own, buddy. Uh, (laughs) The millions we're making isn't enough. Yeah, you can kill it. (laughs) He did have some bangers uh, as singles, though. Yes, sir.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny, man, the fucking looking back. at It all kind of... uh, it all kind of relates man like the business the music it's like all that shit and then yeah it's like everything you know this is a lot of just talking shit so it's like you don't really know like with the inner workings you know oh you, like, there's so many
1: variables it's so easy like from the outside looking in like but you have no idea what's going on in people's lives
0: no you know? like when you look at harrison kelly's podcast and you see his plays and you're like dude why aren't you making more podcasts and <laughs> yeah it's like, exactly what work, is this kid internal working relationships <laughs> exactly, and exactly. Beefing with other members of the
1: podcast. <laughs> yeah yeah and me and brandon I have beef <laughs> Yeah, just get, came brandon just yeah. came <laughs> we're straight now we're good now <laughs> shout out to b um, yeah that's a great video
0: editor there but so what was the uh I don't know what like well first of all like what made you like what was the spawn of your podcast man like why'd you want to even do one in the first place?
1: I honestly like I think back to that similarly to the way that we were like trying to figure out how we knew each other before. I don't have like exact recollection of what made me start the podcast. Honestly, it was like the beginning of COVID. I think it was like a month into COVID, and my family at the beginning like I didn't end up taking it like die hard seriously through the entire thing. But at the beginning, like I wasn't like leaving my house at all. Like we were like very very adamant about it as like the the information was coming out um so at that point i was just like i was messaging people on linkedin like striking up conversations and having some really like interesting dialogues with people from like different parts of the world just kind of like out of boredom mostly excuse me and um i was just like you know what like i probably should just record these and like if you look at the first couple episodes i mean you remember editing them so he's a great editor (laughs) but um there's only so much you could do with me with just the AirPods on, like, with my laptop. Like, but that's how it was, you know? Like, I was literally, like, all right, I'm having these Zoom calls anyway. Like, let's just, like, hit record on it. So once I did that, I was just, like, kind of astonished at, like, how easy it was to get in touch with people if you went about it the right way. That that guy, um... This guy, General Robert Spaulding, who's, like, worked with the past several presidents on their Chinese foreign policy. I, like, read a book about Chinese foreign policy because it was just something that intrigued me. And I was, like, fascinated by all the stuff talked about in the book. And the, the, the author of that book shouted him out in the acknowledgments of the book. So I literally just went on LinkedIn and added everyone in the (laughs) acknowledgments. Like I'm friends with like Newt Gingrich's family members on LinkedIn (laughs) because they were like, like Newt Gingrich wrote the book and like they were in the acknowledgments. So I was like, screw it. And they accepted me. And this guy accepted me. He's got like hundreds of thousands of followers on other platforms, but not on LinkedIn. So I was just like, hey, like just started a podcast. I know you wrote a book about Chinese foreign policy. Like, do you want to come on and talk about it? And he was like, yeah, sure. So it was just like, It was just one quick DM away. So from there, it kind of helped me to figure out, like, who I want to talk to kind of what the direction was that I wanted to take it in so that was the uh <laughs> the covid boredom was really what what intrigued me it was me the to... ease of of getting these guests on like just
0: how like you said well you were a content writer like you understood how to write like you know how to like send a cold message and stuff like yeah. that. like there's a way it's not like it's not like you have to say like it's
1: not like say these words and it'll work it's more just knowing how to craft it yeah and i mean bit. not everyone's going to get back to you but that guy could have easily been like well this guy's really important he probably doesn't have time for my tiny I little added, podcast
0: um, I have like a lot I have like a a, a a handful of people that are like I shouldn't have on LinkedIn that I do that I'm great like that I got That's, in before the connection limit or whatever yeah and like or even somebody who have barely any like who just started like Robert Green, 48 Laws of Power not sure if you know about that book uh, the law of it, the I think Law of Attraction is one of that sounds there. that definitely sounds familiar 48 Laws of it, Power um yeah like i just added him one day because yeah, somebody cool. tagged him and he had like 500 connections i was like all right bet like yeah, who knows if really i'm gonna cool. have to send this guy a dm one day and it'll be in his inbox um, you know, and like the, I think what it really what it is too is you don't realize like a lot of people, even more famous people, see their messages in their emails.
1: Oh yeah, they
0: they read them. They just totally. don't respond to a lot. Yeah, of them, a but. lot
1: of them. I mean, yeah, if you're getting thousands, yeah. kind of tough. They like
0: look at. I mean, think yeah. about it though. Like if you, like if I had you know a hundred thousand followers or whatever, like I still would be able. It would take me a while, but I would still be able to look at a lot of the messages.
1: yeah, yeah for sure. I think all the time about like. Like, if you make a comment on, like, an Instagram post that actually goes viral, like, I think about that all the time. Like, if you have a top comment, like, the person who you whose post you commented on 100% had to see, you know? Like... Yes. I know, like, Lil Baby says he doesn't check his comments, but, like, I'm sure most of them do. So, like... Joe Rogan said Sometimes he I'll comment something little on, baby, like... Uh, sometimes i comment on like dj academics uh oh yeah (laughs) instagram and it goes off and i'm like i feel like academics is definitely laughing at this that's a strategy yo that's a strategy to get yourself out there i've used that strategy pretty it's worked like pretty ridiculously well i think like comment marketing is something i mean you see it with like spam comments on instagram all the time now but if you take the time i'm gonna let you in on like my comment marketing uh hack here it's um I would turn post notifications on for relevant people within my audience or for my audience I should say and then I as soon as I saw the post I would analyze the post and I would consider like what's a witty comment I can make that's like directly related to this. I ended up I did I ended up selling these like t-shirts related to politics like again I'll keep the politics out of it but I was commenting on like Obama's post like first comment I ended up getting one of the top comments on Biden's inaugural post, the comment got like 50,000 something likes. I ended up getting 13,000 profile views on a 3-day old account within like literally within several days because I was so adamant about this commenting strategy and did like a good job of like getting a read on what people would like um like engage with the content. So it was like really fascinating wow. and I was like this is like I'm surprised this isn't something that's that's in more uh, people's radar like the power of it so, yeah, that's a... Uh,
0: <laughs> I saw it on... Like, I've seen it just work on YouTube a little bit, but damn, with the post notifications? That's yeah, it's like a, whole it's like a game
1: changer. Yeah, like, you could go on Joe Rogan's and every time comment something, like, you watch the episode. So, like, make a really witty comment about, like, yep. one of the insights you took away from the episode with the snippet that they're promoting, like... Oh, how about this?
0: This is a foot... Okay, I already have... Like, I have a slight foot in the door for Joe Rogan. I'm not going to talk about it, but, like, <laughs> I- I'm, like, a friend of a friend away from him, so, like, but down the line but so i have a connection i can like try to use to get to him yeah that's sick. um i interviewed like i didn't interview i produced a podcast where we interviewed celebrities that are friends with joe rogan oh uh, like, that's pretty cool so i met them but i don't know And like the host <laughs> of it I who i know personally but um yeah he says like he always says like stresses that he doesn't read anything like that's, he that's stresses interesting. it. Like I mean, I it's honestly smart. And yeah. But think about it. It's the biggest podcast in the world. It's not it's fucking around. Like yeah, it's a lot of people. But because imagine of that, to like, read, dude. I, I got posted. Now this is such a small, tiny example. But like, I got posted on an account that had a hundred thousand followers, and the post got like ten thousand views or whatever, five to ten thousand views of my me rapping. Okay. I looked. I clicked on the post. Saw it, How many views it had i saw how many comments it had i clicked on the comments i read the first two one was bad one was good i said nope that's all i need yeah i'm out because (laughs) i can't i don't want to do that to myself Nah. so like imagine you have a hundred million weekly listeners or some shit
1: oh yeah i mean you like i don't know if you want to see it like i love going on twitter and just searching people's names like and seeing what people are saying at the moment like People on there shit on Joe Rogan so hard because he doesn't fit like the ideology of what people Snapchat think on Twitter. Even. He gets yeah. like he gets,
0: but he gets. Gross. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. The, seriously, they say some like it's insane. I mean, like this is like and different. They pull him fully out of context. Oh just yeah, second. totally. Yeah, you find ten seconds to support your agenda. Like that's all you need. My um my girlfriend and I watch that show. You ever see Love Island? If you haven't seen it, you should watch it with your girl. It's uh, um, it's just like this like. It's this really entertaining reality show from, like, the UK. And it's, like, all these, like, like beautiful people that, like, stay on this, like, little place. Not really that important. But they're all, like... No, I don't think I've seen it. I know... I've heard it. It's honestly it hilarious. The season we watched was really good. But one of the cast members ended up killing herself, like, after the fact. She was this, like, stunningly beautiful, like, oh, former, like, Miss UK. And she was, like, publicly going on tours, like, talking about how brutal like social media harassment was to her because like it's a show about like attractive people and there's like obviously a lot of drama within it it's like a reality tv show but like there's people that will literally sit online and just harass you all day like with are they jealous like are they just sad about their they gotta just be sad about their own lives i guess about that dude
0: i horrible i think i made one hate comment one time and i think it was It was on, like, a rapper's... I don't know why, dude. One time I did... I just left... Like, I'll be... I'm being honest about this because I want people to know that it's... If, uh, just don't do it, um, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, it's But, just... like, I did make a comment that was just stupid. Like, it just wouldn't... Like, but it didn't matter, because that's the fucking thing. You're commenting on somebody's post, probably, who has all these, like, all these people looking at the post. So, like, you're in a sea of, of other people, so you're not gonna get seen. Like, it's not like your friends are gonna go see that comment. Yeah. So you feel anonymous. Well, there's or you have tons of people that, that is is literally and, are yeah.
1: anonymous. The people mm-hmm. that say the worst stuff on Twitter literally use like a meme as their (laughs) their profile picture they're pussies bro and that's that's the thing in that
0: moment i was a pussy like i just said that and like i use my own profile like so like hey you can come get me or whatever and after that i literally the next day i went back and i deleted the comment from myself because i realized that i will never like from that moment on i I had never made it i will before that after that never make a comment like that again at all it's just not necessary um, it's not necessary it does nothing it accomplishes nothing so this is the thing um you're not first of all online probably not changing really anybody's minds like that's the thing like maybe with a podcast like this you might be able to my minds have my mind has been you know, changed influenced by things I've watched on podcasts, but not really as I'm like scrolling on Twitter. I don't even use Twitter, but like scrolling on Twitter, scrolling on Instagram, scrolling on Facebook. That stuff doesn't really change my perspective that much. It's like, just it's not hard. the right way to go about it's it. Not like... the right way. So imagine a fucking comment, like dude,
1: yeah, you're not so changing
0: shitty. political views because no. of your fucking comment. It's all people who people who like the comment agree with you people who don't like the comment comment on your comment yeah. and talk shit about yeah, you just, your it's, personality it's you vile, as a person yeah. and it's not actually it, there is no open dialogue because that's the yeah, only it's way talking at
1: each other yeah. literally great quote from joe rogan with uh one of my favorite episodes ever like with daryl davis um who like can he was a black man who convinced people like leave the kkk i'm pretty sure this is like the exact quote because i wrote it down because it really resonated with me like we spend so much time talking about the other person we talk spend so much time talking about the person's like political ideology but we don't spend any time in those type of situations talking with the person you know it's like a you're just going at one another and because of that that's what stoked this divide in the entire country you know like and around the world Is Social media and the internet have made it So that you can get into your little bubble Oh that person's wrong, that person's wrong Half the time you agree with The the person you're in an argument with On like 80% of the subject matter But you're so in your little Tunnel vision that you're like completely, like, naive to the fact that all you're doing is stoking this division that's gonna end up eventually it making also, the country
0: implode. Like, Dude, sometimes you don't realize you're wrong. Like, that's the thing, too. Like oh, sometimes yeah, to be you right go, on like, everything. Right after the fact, you go, oh, fuck, I was probably, like, wrong about
1: that. Like, I oh, totally, totally understand that perspective. I mean, like, even especially, like, like who ha- who didn't do shit when they were like 16 or 17 or like young adult that it's like why did I bro ever you want to look at my 10,000 tweets that I <laughs> yeah. fucking made when I was that age <laughs> exactly bro? there's like, some shit in there yeah the crazy thing is now you'll really literally get canceled for something you said when you were oh, like 16 dude, being a dumbass with your friends I canceled
0: myself <laughs> I record myself for hundreds of hours on podcasts and <laughs> just and like I get canceled on purpose hey, like your political I'm career is over fucking canceled. <laughs> is over, it's over. <laughs> You're never going to be president. But, so but like, back to the Daryl Davis. Daryl Davis, So yeah. He, uh, for people who, just because context is super important on this guy, because just of what he's done. He's
1: like the epitome of what this country needs.
0: Like. 100%. He is a blues guitarist. He was playing, like how it all started was him playing guitar in bars. And so a guy would came up to him after and was like, I've never seen a black man play like that. I never seen a black man play good like that or whatever. So he starts talking to this guy. Turns out he's like a white supremacist a member of the KKK. The guy, and uh, and the guy like complimented him. So he he noticed that like the music got through his his layer of 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 uh, of hate. And so he was like, oh shit, I can get through. So he started talking to the guy, and I'm not sure the rest of the story, but he ended up converting. Um, like i think tens or maybe even hundreds, hundreds of hundreds yeah hundreds KKK of members of the kkk members. and he's a black dude just yeah, so you know
1: yeah it's really really his story is so powerful because he pretty much touches all the bases of like how like a a reasonable discourse should happen he would literally show up to meetings with these people and uh, sometimes they would agree to meet with him sometimes he would kind of like set it up and he would just ask them everything that they wanted to say and people would say Like black people's minds are smaller than white people's just like this absolute like obviously nonsense stuff But he wouldn't get defensive. He wouldn't say well, that's fucking bullshit like my brains as big as yours He would let them speak in full and he said because he did it that way and and Retained his composure he would let them finish and then like briefly retort like articulately retort any of the accusations that they made like people would say like slavery was condoned in the Bible or something like that and he would say can you show me where in the Bible it says that and he would just like really civilly disagree with them but he wouldn't get like inflammatory about it and in doing that these people who were like literally thought black people's brains were smaller started to check the boxes in their head like well this guy clearly is none of the stereotypes that I'm assuming that he is that which are obviously like baseless stereotypes to begin with but it was just so powerful the way that he like and he said himself like media outlets will say that i converted them like that's that's not true like they figured it out for themselves i was just able to plant the seed in there and i'm just like that is just like <laughs> it is just so inspirational to me the the way he went about it was such a intelligent um solution based approach to solving these vile issues that are like embedded in some of the like nasty history of the country you know so he just like that episode like really really stood out to me just let joe rogan just letting him speak i was just like wow like that is that is powerful stuff
0: he didn't it's so powerful and he didn't go out to do that he's a musician he's a you know he's maybe a scholar but like I think he was really just like playing music for the most part. Yeah. And like he had a job think, and stuff. Yeah. But like I think once the, he figured it out, he was like not what he was doing. Like he wasn't like when he says he didn't convert them, it's true. Like he wasn't trying to. He never was. Not even the first guy. Like, he was never trying to convert anybody. Yeah, like you said, he just... He made it possible for them to understand. He just
1: let open dialogue happen. And it's like, were their viewpoints fucked? Like, obviously. Yeah. Like, no one disagrees with that. that, like, that except proves, for that yes. tiny little vile community within that proves, our society. Though. But he was yeah. able to... He was able to say, like, let's go to the worst of the worst people whose viewpoints could not be more far off. And just, like... Treat them like human beings. Mm-hmm. Like let them talk to you where you're coming from, and and politi- like correctly respond to them so that they get out of this mindset and move on. And I'm sure he didn't convert every one of them, but he planted the seed in a lot of their heads. That, they like, had, they never had a discourse,
0: They never had discourse with a black man. Like that. nope. A lot so, of them, it was like so when they, they were just did, raised that way, they thought that he. They never thought that he could even articulate as he did. Yeah, even exactly. better than, And then you can't. And then at that point. Like, like you said, like it comes down to you. You start, you go. I have now two conflicting ideas in my head. This dude's smart as fuck. Yeah, I'm and saying that his brain is naturally smaller than mine. Those are competing ideas. Yeah. So and one prevails, right? And yeah. So, exactly. Wow. But he Isn't to- that crazy that people get in like thought
1: uh uh tunnels, like th- you know, kind of like ruts, and the, oh, and they just yeah. And like yeah, more often than not, we're all you on the go- same page about most things. And I honestly think like. I think most people genuinely think that way like somewhere in the middle is probably not necessarily like like oh we can't concede on anything that one political party agrees with you know it's like chances are somewhere in the middle is probably the most reasonable thing which is what it used to be there used to be there used to be uh, a a um like I'm, like, blanking, like, <laughs> there used to be politicians on opposite sides of the spectrum that would still, like, pass a bill because they knew it was for the greater good of the United States. It, it used to be completely normal that if, if your political party agreed that it was better for the country, you would not do it because the other political party uh <laughs> was the one that, like, pushed the bill, you know? It's just, like, how we got to this point is so crazy, but yeah it, it's it's the the problem like i think and like
0: i think it does come down to this mostly as like half the issue is like problem with two sides there is 300 million people cannot be on one side of the other side of anything really like there's there has to be more sides like there has to be more teams oh there totally like, should like be. dude if the nfl had two fucking teams it would be beat <laughs> as fuck it would suck. yeah it would suck yeah. like nobody would the it wouldn't exist no, Dude, you're really you're buying many, into the look lesser at, two evils. How many tennis players are there? How many professional golfers? How <laughs> many NFL teams? How many NBA teams? How many
1: MLB teams? More than There's two. not <laughs>
0: fucking two.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, it's it's insane because you're in a position where you really have to settle for the lesser two evils. And the the problem is too, I mean, if you go back historically, there was a party that ran in the nineties when Bill Clinton was running for president, and because of that political party the Republican voters split into two so the Democrats were able to capitalize on that and Bill Clinton got into office like the, <laughs> the splitting, we're so caught up in the two party system that it's like a third party can't break out because it's at the expense of the party that they would more so align and with the, because exact, the voters are going to yes. break like Trump keeps talking about like starting his own political party, that would break the Republican party if half of the Republican voters went to Trump, half of them stayed in the Republican party that just means the Democrats are going to eat up their 50% because they're all going to fall in line with their party, you know? Like It's, Major- just...
0: the, it's the majority problem, right? That's yeah. really the, the problem. And I think... Um what is it Australia has a man fuck I don't know dude I like say shit I don't fucking have
1: any idea <laughs> like if it's accurate the Joe Rogan approach the Joe Rogan approach <laughs> I can no fucking like dude seriously fact check this episode please like that's why we have Tret.
0: like when he does um, when he is able to come in it's like it's uh, it's like it's so much better because I could just be like dude is that fucking correct <laughs> um, please google Sorry, be, your, be the um, yeah you, be the fact if checker you're, if you're watching and listening you're self producing this episode so fact check everything I'm saying but I think I think this is a fact that Australia They have like more parties They have like 12 or 13
1: I or think a lot like of other countries And I mean there's yeah. corruption in Dude the I States, fucking
0: bet New Zealand has a. Or are they socialist What is New Zealand
1: I don't fucking know I don't know much about I New Zealand I bet they Zealand have politics. to If Australia has a lot I feel like New Zealand Probably has a lot of I think of they definitely too. Probably have more political I mean dude, I don't what? think most countries yeah. Have two political parties And I mean there's corruption In every system But oh, yeah. at least no, you're picking no At least you're picking private. From 12 corrupt polit- Political yeah. organizations but Instead then, of two
0: This is the issue Then one guy then the guy who got 18 fucking percent wins or whatever. Yeah, It's like, true. dude, only 18% of these people <laughs> fuck with this guy. Nothing's like, perfect. Yeah, yeah. nothing's so perfect. So it's like, yo, fucking pros and cons. I, You know what? The thing is like, yo, can I just pick issues? Can I just pick things that I want to happen? Like, why do I have to pick the person? Yeah. I just want to pick like, okay, um, whatever it is, uh, You know, is. I'll bring up a super politos- politicized thing. Abortion, whatever. I just want to choose my view on yeah. abortion and let's just choose. on, Let's vote on the topic. Yeah. Let's vote on yes or no on the topic. Like, yeah it's a good like, point like fucking that do- can't happen um, because there needs to be people involved who are figureheads and also celebrities and you know yeah, like uh, money a lot and of donation. moving parts There's so many yeah, moving, a parts. Lot of moving parts I'd love to first of all choose an issue and like you said it comes back to the taxes I wish there was an app like I remember J. Cole said this in the fucking KOD app. he was like <laughs> I should vote I should see where my money's going with an app on my phone and like that was just a <laughs> yeah, lyric that's a that he point. said that's just if a they lyric did they that said. you'd be but,
1: astonished where your money was dude
0: imagine um, this is all right, this is might sound completely crazy. So, if you pay your taxes first, the f- people there's bra- there's like time brackets, right? If you pay your taxes like at at this time bracket, you get to choose certain things where your money goes <laughs> and then interesting. right and then the next time bracket you choose less the next time bracket you choose less and then the people who file last their money just goes where all the <laughs> where it had to actually yeah, go interesting so you actually the taxes don't change but it's just you the people who yeah, are you first get to get determine to what
1: your issues are yeah, yeah like yeah. okay
0: oh sorry road department is the roads <laughs> the roads are filled like
1: that is capped now you can only choose these ones like, <laughs> yeah you got to choose these problems yeah yeah, you'd be astonished like, it doesn't, what it, it stupid fucking crap to me. would just be the to buckets me. that yeah. you gotta, uh, gotta like, just, buy into. Just lie to me. I don't <laughs> even care. Just tell me it's going yeah, somewhere. tell me like, it's going towards something productive, Like, I just
0: can't wrap my head around the fact that, like, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> and the thing is, we do. Like, I guess it's all, like, public knowledge to an extent, but, like...
1: You have it, an idea. Like, you can see
0: where government the spending is going. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's
1: just... Yeah, a lot of it's Like, going. I try to
0: always push back on my own ideas, but, like, I feel like with this, is pretty universal. Like, the thing is, like... We really don't know. Like, it's the bureaucracy thing. Like, there's just things that are not ran as a business are in, are prone to these certain issues, like these leadership issues and these complacency issues.
1: And, it's a lot easier to spend other people's money. <laughs> yeah, <true. laughs> That's, like, how it is as politicians. And who the fuck like, are they?
0: It's like, it's like the UFC. It's like people judging UFC fights who have never fought a UFC fights. Like, obviously, <laughs> there's going to be some that are just whack, like, yeah. because they haven't done it. Like, yeah. it's just people with jobs who are choosing things that are you know whatever um important that yeah. aren't working on the roads like i feel like the road people probably know like we should consult with them too like <laughs>
1: yeah i want to hear what they're up to yeah <laughs> like the top
0: road guy like let's just see like where how much how much is it gonna cost dude like yeah. for real that would be great <laughs> yeah there's so much like there's 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 so much shit that first i feel like also people who really get it would come would be like no 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 this is really like this is what would happen if we did it your way or like you know like i wanna we sh- I should have like I should have some kind of political person on this shit.
1: Yeah, it would be interesting too. Uh, like I'm I of like a... talking to the Chinese foreign policy guy. Like yeah, there are points on that interview that I was like, This is like too advanced for me to be talking about. But like it was super interesting, like I learned a lot and like I was, it's just interesting hearing perspectives like from the inside, you know what I mean? Like he's been in D C like he's seen a lot of the issues that are at the forefront these days. Um, and being, being genuinely sketchy curious. behind the scene yeah oh shit he like he he said like i mean obviously like there's so much corruption but he said it's like it's like (laughs) i was like dc seems like a cool spot to check out and he's or like a cool spot to live and he's like eh (laughs) like it'll take years off your life some of this slimy ass shit going on
0: i believe that and you you don't you really get it from the experts
1: Oh, totally, The yeah. people
0: who are in it, like, that guy. Like, that's probably who I gotta talk to now. Like, I, yo, I'm trying to talk to a fucking covid person like i'm trying to talk to somebody who knows like a fucking doctor science, biologist give me like i gotta talk to somebody now this shit is out of hand Yeah,
1: somebody who worked at the uh wuhan virology yeah, dude, uh, the land. fucking wife of the guy who worked there who got covid <laughs> mysteriously yeah. i have too many questions you're gonna wind up on uh, the chinese government's uh, watch list actually uh, we're probably already on it anyway so yeah, dude fun. i'm on a couple watch lists for sure
0: <laughs> <laughs> doing a podcast where i literally just talk shit and whatever but uh yeah, man, I feel like, uh, I, I wanted to, I have so many questions, man, that I just want answered and like, just not like the answer. It's really, I want to ask the question yeah, and see what people say. See what other but, questions
1: pop up as a result.
0: Yeah. But I think it would be nice to have some, like get some, uh, maybe I'll make that my, I'm trying to get like an assistant or something, dude. Cause it's like shit is maxing out. Um, but it would be cool just to reach out to like a hundred doctors, just like see who gets uh, back. Yeah, and, like,
1: I bet you'd hear a lot of, uh. A lot of differing opinions too. Which I think I might do a little
0: rabbit hole with this podcast and just go off on some Zoom episodes. Yeah, and just like, you might as well go deep, dude. Yeah, and just, exactly. Let's talk so to, to different
1: to... people. Yeah, talk to the same. Talk to multiple people within the same industry and see uh, see, what see what contradicts what. And obviously, it all comes down to personal opinion too. Like, pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, and back to the like Joe Rogan too. I feel like if I like same as your kind of gorilla marketing in the comments, I could just add or reach out to in some form like every single person like I thought about doing that like just add and reach out to every single person who was on the show and just like everybody that I fuck with and just like start getting them on my podcast you know yeah smart just do that not even as a strategy just the people that I like
1: no yeah Yeah. and I mean a lot of the time he's just choosing somebody because they have something interesting to share you know he likes
0: them yeah it's not like that they're famous or. yeah
1: that's what it was for me a lot of the time too like I spoke to the second episode that came out Sam Morris's name was um He was like a recovered drug addict who now like helps men beat their addictions because he understood like AA is not like a viable outlet for anything. Yeah. Yeah, that was an awesome episode, and I mean, he's not like a household name or anything, but like he had an amazing story to share, and like really did a. It was interesting too talking about it from a business perspective, almost like thinking about like the entrepreneurial lessons you can take from like beating addiction and like helping others beat addiction. And It was just like. Like, was there is anything that
0: like cool. stood out to you about that interview, or like something that he said? Or
1: the thing that I thought was really interesting was like I was kind of raised in the mindset that like my like my mom is a business person, and she always kind of had the mindset that like business is all about like being confident and being really strong and like not like making stupid mistakes. But he pretty much like I I pretty much threw out there that that's like the approach of my like <laughs> some of my more old fashioned family and he was like I actually think it's like to an extent it's the opposite, like being able to to show weaknesses on social media and like kind of showcase to people like mock yourself or like let people know that like you're not perfect actually makes them resonate with you a lot more because you're you're like letting your guard down you're letting them know like this is an actual person like this isn't a robot making this like (laughs) this is a normal human being who's like just in this niche so that was probably the the biggest takeaway from talking to him that i thought was really interesting because like he was Mr. Macho Man for, like, a long time, and he finally, like, let his guard down and was like, I have a problem. <laughs> and that's how he figured out, like, wow, there's probably millions of other men like that that bottle up their emotions instead of just, like, kind of, like, letting them out in the world and slowing I, things up. I
0: edit a uh, podcast for uh, my friend Bertrand, and uh, he's one of my clients, and uh, he's very proud to be client. I'm super grateful for him. And, but, so, his podcast is called The 1% Man, and it's all about men's, not really men's empowerment, but just helping men. And some he had a female yoga instructor on, and she was like, "It's amazing to me." Ama-. She, she's like, "Imagine this: guys right want to be around girls, right? You would think like straight guys want to be around girls. girls, but they won't go to a fucking yoga class with all girls if there's only two guys. Yeah, why? Because there's all girls there." But don't guys want to be around girls no they don't want to be vulnerable around girls. yeah they don't want to stretch their fucking hamstring and they can their <laughs> hand is like this high off the ground and they can't when the chick next to them is like full palm on the ground like that's you know a really good point yeah so, but so that's like what is that like why like is it just our is it just culture like why are do we have to be fucking all hard all the
1: time yeah i don't know it's just it's definitely like rooted in that like the men are the provider, like, kind of antiquated mindset of <laughs> like the previous generations, uh, kind of thought process. So Society changes. I, think, changed, I right? think, yeah, and I think society's kind of waking up to the fact that, like, that's bullshit. Like, men are allowed to cry too, kind of deal. You know what I mean? Like, I think, I think, um, yeah, we're waking up to it, but there's obviously still the, uh, the ramific- ramifications of that mindset, like, still, and people in our age range is uh (laughs) kind of in our perspectives and our parents perspectives which obviously get passed down so yeah that's yeah i think that's what it is too
0: i guess it's that like you know you're right, provider like you're the guy like the what like it just came from the normal like wife stays home man goes out makes the living like yeah exactly now like that's not fucking going like no that's not maybe in small town america like maybe like where i live more like where certain people live like i shit this is still new jersey but like <laughs> you know in smaller towns you know maybe that's just still the theme and i think like sometimes you it's and maybe it is location dependent on like yeah
1: you know, i think opportunity it, yeah i think it maybe. comes down to the individual couple at this point too like Ooh, true like yeah. if i'm making great money and my <laughs> my wife could stay at home and raise the kids like there's nothing wrong with that, you know. But yep. like, if she wants to have a career and I work part time, or like, even the dad stays home with the kids a lot of the time, like that's something that's a lot more normalized now, which it should be. Like, you know, like it's it's good for people to be spending time with their kids, like regardless of their no, gender. I like how people are like,
0: oh my, God, like,
1: like ah, oh, they're just lazy or whatever. It's like, yo, don't you want like you
0: gotta, you know that like you have to spend time with your kids? Yeah, right? like, yeah. Somebody has to take care of your fucking kid, homie. Yeah,
1: seriously. I I took a class with um about like employment law. And it pretty much pretty much just poked out how ridiculous, like, our maternity leave laws are and stuff in this country. Like, you have, like, a couple months with your kid. Like, those first couple years are the most critical in age development, like, in, in personal development. So, like, if a parent's not there to, like, help their child, like, nurture their child, like, that has a huge impact on who they are as a person. So, we're going to see in this generation of newborns now where parents are working 60 hour weeks a piece like it's gonna have a it's gonna have a real toll on your children like it's just uh sometimes you're thinking about the wrong things i think like making sure that you're you're keeping up with the joneses at the extent at the expense of uh your child's health yeah you that's the thing man
0: um that's like that song What's the song cats in the cradle and yeah like, that's the yeah that's a great
1: song, song. i mean that's it's pretty the,
0: on point yeah but that's like na- that's fucking happening even more now like oh, i totally. guess yeah like what the fuck man our work shit is fucked like that comes back to the money thing it's like yo we just want money so fucking well, bad like it's like just, ingrained like like in american just, culture yeah. that you have to work like 50 want, hours a week if you want to be successful Yeah, like what? extra money we want extra money but we don't in 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 exchange for not spending time with our kids.
1: yeah exactly which is it's just I like, feel like our generation
0: I, might be a little bit more on the we'll side see. of... see
1: we'll see yeah we will fucking oh, we'll, see we'll
0: see yeah I, the thing is like tr- I mean it even comes back to myself of like shit balance is kind of hard for me like I'd like to go fully balls in, like footballs deep like I just like to go with shit like I don't want to think about anything else like I like to just do what the fuck I'm doing yeah and then totally. I can just totally forget about the other shit that I like really have to do you know
1: <laughs> yeah definitely it's it's tough finding that balance. Especially, like, like my job has always been remote. Like, it's always been, like, log in whenever. Like, as long as you hit your deliverables, like, that's what counts. So, like, finding that balance is definitely a challenge. But um, for the most part, it can be really positive, like, being able to have the luxury to, like, go grab lunch with a friend on Wednesday afternoon, you know. Like, <laughs> that's something that I think is going to become a lot more normalized and, and people are going to be less caught in, oh, well, did you hit your 40 hours this week? Rather, like oh, did you get all of the stuff you needed done at, like, a high quality this week, I feel like is, is hopefully the future of work culture. That's kind of where I anticipate it going. Like, why does it matter if I work 9 to 3 instead of 9 to 5 if I got all the work done that I would have gotten done in 9 to 5 anyway, you know? Like, it's just, like, again, just, like, antiquated mindsets that luckily COVID kind of – uh kind of shine a light on within <laughs> within our work culture like this is fucking stupid like it's time for a change
0: in american culture specifically cuz we're really like this like on top of in in much greater in a much bigger way than other countries are. Like, other countries never got to this point where, like, it was just, like, work fucking insane fucking yeah, hours. Yeah, well, like, I mean, like... Germany, to save their economy, like, all, like back in the day, they just diverted... Like, they just get... Like, if you had eight hours, you would just give the other person four,
1: and you had four. Yeah.
0: And everybody could work. They didn't fire people.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, you think about it, like... Like, they're taking several-month holidays a year. Like, they're going on holidays. holiday. Think about it
0: with business. You know what business now... All
1: the other countries, like, if you work with people in other countries, they
0: fucking take, like, at least a month off. Yeah, six weeks they off. totally do. But Every here, year, you're, like, bro. you're ashamed for it. Again, yeah. We're it just... in August, and we're, like, yeah. and I'm, like, looking at the thing. I'm, like, oh, my God, I'm doing two weeks. I mean,
1: <laughs> shit, I'm going to have to, <laughs> yeah. like work a little yeah. bit at least.
0: Like, ah. Yeah. Like, it's, like, it's a crack, bro. It's yeah, like, seriously. No, I got to well, work yeah. a little bit. Like. I
1: think, like, our, our dads are, like, prime examples. Like, Definitely, your dad yeah, your dad was, like, a union guy. My dad's a painting contractor. Like, yep. like they've made good livings. But they were they were raising the mindset like all right, like I didn't go to college, like time to just work my balls off for mm-hmm. <laughs> for X amount of years until I can retire, you know? Like that was just how it was back then. The generation before it was a lot of them were joining the military for like similar reasons. So it's just like it's so ingrained in our culture, like that the working excessive hours that now we're finally I think kind of catching on that I don't think it has to be that way. <laughs> no, get
0: your fucking job done and uh yeah and my dad even said that like he just uh bought a harley and uh he doesn't have really any like hobbies like his hobbies are like work like his hobbies are just working on shit yeah but he doesn't have like as many like he likes to watch movies and stuff yeah but he doesn't really you know now he works you know maybe a little less than he did but it's still like you know sometimes like seven days a week consistently
1: yeah that's crazy yeah
0: so or six at least and um you know so he kind of i think he realized like holy shit like i just like kept i just kind of worked my life away like i didn't prioritize time to like go to the beach and enjoy it and like sit there oh yeah you know that type of shit and obviously that can get to the point where uh maybe it's a little too much but like just to even enjoy the shit and like just to think like for me like yeah i'm 22 but like a two-week vacation like that's not fucking crazy i feel like but like i think it's crazy in my mind but i'm like it's really not Well, it's
1: crazy like for me like next week i'm going away like i'm thinking about like oh here's 50 things that I should have done beforehand like here's three things that need to happen next week while I'm away but like when I'm away like I'm gonna want to have my phone off you know it's like yep. it's it's definitely a tricky balance <laughs> it's, it's stressful to go on vacation but hopefully hopefully should as be. time goes on yeah I think I think there's gonna be a lot of things that a lot of like norms that are broken in coming years i mean they're already breaking in a lot of ways if we
0: make if people our age make com- companies create as they are i mean obviously there's 18 and old founders with 10 million dollar companies and shit i think as we do that we are going like i'm so 100 percent of the mindset of just like i don't care when you work
1: yeah me Two I, i'm the morning, same way luckily Dude, my I boss just is the same care. way too like like some of my clients i write blog posts for like if i write the blog post at 10 30 a night like pound an espresso and finish it <laughs> within yeah. like in a couple hours like who gives a shit that I wrote it late at night like I'll, I'll <laughs> proofread it in the morning but as long yeah, as the, I, I got it done yeah yeah, and it's high quality still you know like what difference does it make if I wrote it during work official work hours or if I wrote it like I just
0: ask my clients yeah I'm like hey do you mind if I like text you at this time or this time like do you want me to email you like whatever like I try to just like hey yeah, if I'm, I cadence, might edit yeah. it at 10 o'clock at night but like cool do you want me to email you the next day or you stay up late or like you don't care so like yeah, that's it's kind of have to. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it is going to change. I think it's changing already. But like you I said think it's with COVID, definitely changing, with COVID yeah. it did change too because everybody had to be remote. So everybody kind of got that taste of like, yeah. oh fuck, this is cool. Even though it yeah. sucks sitting in a house. I think ideally i think the co-working thing is pretty cool i like having an optional it's too expensive probably but like to have a place where you can go but then also hey you can work from home or you can work from here yeah one of my clients is
1: actually a co-working space like ironically and it really seems like looking at the data like there's a lot of data to justify like me going into work like twice a week like three days a week like but to a local satellite office so like I'm based in Asbury Park, New Jersey. So like rather than having to commute to Manhattan every day, they might pay for me to be able to use the Asbury Park co-working space with seven of my other coworkers specifically at that location. That seems like it's something that like the like kind of like satellite offices with a hybrid work, like work from home a few days, go have a couple in-person meetings a few days a week too. That seems like it's probably going to be like the best bet for work in the future cuz sometimes yeah, you got to get out of the house. Um, yeah, and sometimes you
0: just want to wake wake up, or like you have a long night or something, and you want to like, yeah, you know, you do something you enjoy on a Sunday, and you want to like instead of commuting in the morning, you want to just sleep sleep yeah, that exactly, extra hour. Exactly, exactly. It's like, and you should probably fucking be able to do that. I mean, I'm, oh, yeah. totally.
1: I mean, like, I I had like kind of the paradox before I found the the consultancy that I ended up at, like. Do I go to Manhattan to make that extra $10,000 that I'll make working there instead of working in New Jersey? Or do I consider the three hours a day that I would be commuting and how much that's A, going to cost me in physical money, but B, like basic economics, like the opportunity cost of how much those three hours of time could be spent elsewhere? At that point, you're really not making any more money. You're probably making less than I am making $10,000 less because, like, I'm not commuting. I'm waking up and I'm hopping on my laptop five minutes later. Like, it's. It's a much different story. It's the Gary um, Vee thing, dude. Yeah, it it's seriously like,
0: is. It, it, it's similar to that of like why are you wor- why are you working this job that sucks for twenty thousand more just to buy a fucking boat? <laughs> when you could just have a five thousand dollar boat for now and like just work your job that you don't have to commute or whatever. Like Yeah, seriously. It, I was in a class, it was a car class. It was called like the history of automobiles in America and it was one of the best classes i ever took professor yeah, really was dope cool. like that's really, really cool. cool yeah and like we so he made us track all of our miles and how much money we spent on our car so everything down to like if you got your tire plug for 10 bucks that you would count that too and then all the gas and all the miles and then everything every single thing that had anything to do with you yeah, you're your driving car. your car and he said that he had somebody in the class where like after they did the entire semester. They realized that they made less money. They were losing money going to their job. Like, because they made, like, $9 an hour, and, like, the f- the money that it took to drive there, and then also the gas, because they oh had, like, a Jeep, God. so it actually ended up being, they made, like, $4 or $2 an hour or something crazy Oh, like my that. God. Yeah, and, like, that's fucking true, though. Like, people just look at this dollar amount, and they don't, It's got, like, yeah, opportunity you this... cost, dude. Like, yeah. you,
1: it's, it's fucking
0: standard yeah. business shit. This is back to business fucking yeah, this 101. Yeah, it's just, like, economics
1: 203 or whatever. <laughs> yeah, literally, though.
0: Like, this is micro, macro, whatever the fuck. Yeah, exactly. It really
1: is, though. (laughs) like it comes down to kind very important way to think about things it's
0: the kind of principles man look this is even with me i mean think about me it's like i'm a freelancer okay like i have jobs i work like every day i have like a lot of shit to do i'm busy right like i'm productive i i get i get work i do it i get paid i make less than um all the people that i know that have most of the people that i know that have nine to five jobs Mm -hmm. but like they can't they can't do like in the middle of the day
1: yeah they don't have the flexibility like I have. they can't yeah.
0: go to the fucking I can just go to the coffee shop and work I can I can just take half the day off and do something and then work a little bit later at night or like yeah, it's pretty nice. like I have the flexibility but I make a, less money mm-hmm. but I have yeah. the flexibility so it's like do you, it's about values like i feel like people who aren't happy really in their job or something like it's just they didn't align their job with their values like the, if yeah. your value was to be flexible but you got this super rigid job then you fucked up like you got a great job though so do you like money but if the money's not the yeah, money working. is a satisfier for a lot of people the money is like that once they have the money they don't care how hard they have to work and they don't care who they're working for they don't care Uh who they're working with they don't care what they're doing they don't care if they're trying to solve the homeless problem and they're making six figures not solving it (laughs) they don't care because they want that money Mm -hmm. I'm the opposite like I don't I don't work that way I don't need that like I would rather make less and have flexibility yeah totally but that's my value
1: no I agree I agree I think there's there's something to be said for that (laughs) that like independence and being able to do what you want to do on the day to day you know
0: yeah it's a it's and uh i think um i think you have a pretty good i think you enjoy your job um and Definitely. you have like but you have that like a certain like i think you can find jobs where it's like that in between like i said like if i worked a job like i have no problem working a nine like i always worked a nine to five i've worked fucking so many different jobs it's insanity but i would only now do one if it was the if it was probably one of like three jobs that yeah I'm, one I'm that was like right really up.
1: cut out for you like
0: super cut out yeah
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: And I'd probably still be like contract or something like that. Yeah, that's really the only way that I would do it.
1: Um, Makes sense. But I just
0: have such a high standard now because I realize I can make money on my own. So it's like
1: exactly, yeah, on your own time. It doesn't seem
0: fucking feasible, like you said. Oh, I could charge more and shit. It's like, yeah, I know. It's like, it doesn't even seem feasible, possible that you can just start your shit.
1: Oh yeah, it's definitely, especially younger entrepreneurs. Like (laughs) it takes a time to get a feel for pricing and everything else. But I think a lot of people undercharge. Undervalue their skill set to an extent. Yeah,
0: because nobody has any idea what you do, probably. Like, yeah, podcast, dude, like, people don't understand. I thought everybody did because I understood them. I thought everybody understands how oh, podcasts work. Yeah. Nope.
1: Yeah. My boss one time was talking about how much, like, so many jobs like in your mind you think they should be so common sense but most jobs are actually because of how clueless somebody is about what you happen to be an expert in you know (laughs) like things that seem so naturally common sense to you like i remember at the beginning of my podcast this dude was like telling me like i think it was like the second or third episode so it was like early on but he was like dude like why are you looking down at the camera like why don't you have it at eye level and i was just like i was like why don't i have an eye level like it looks like i'm talking down at these people and he was like that's like podcasting 101 but like he's been doing it for a while so like he picked up on it pretty quick and like i don't know how i didn't but (laughs) it's like seriously like people underestimate how (laughs) how like unaware of your specific niche people are I just saw a linkedin video and the guy his title was like production
0: video audio production or whatever the fuck His video was taken, it looked like even worse than an iPhone, and he had like... The drapes down on the, on the light behind him, or over the window behind him, but the light was still coming through. Oh my god! And it was like, dude, I don't even fucking do video, and I know. <laughs> yeah, you clearly that the don't know it either. You, you fucking <laughs> it. like, how do how do you have produ- how are people hiring you for this shit? You have no <laughs> idea fundamentals, even. Yeah. So that's why somebody said to me, they were like, "Hey, your videos are really good. Your fucking writing is really good, but they're like, your videos aren't professional enough." Huh. And I'm like, what are you talking about? People don't care about that. And then I looked in and it fucking turns out if you have a professional video, literally if you buy a professional camera and buy a professional microphone and professional lights, like spend a th- couple, maybe a couple thousand dollars tops. I don't even think you need to do that. Even five, six hundred on Amazon. You will make X amount more. Yeah. that's Just from that. Yeah, that So alone, the fact that like the that guy, component. if that guy turned his fucking desk around, put a light at him and put his
1: iPhone instead and bought an $80 light. he might got six more clients. Yeah, that's crazy. Sounds like he probably shouldn't have the extra clients. (laughs) I don't know if he has them now. Dude, I just (laughs) listen, like, hopefully he figures it out. And it was like not a segment. I'm rooting for It was like not a segment that had anything to
0: do with It was like the the news. Like it was just like, what are you doing, bro? Like, oh well, you gotta start somewhere. I guess. I don't fucking. It's like it's like the fat dude at the gym. It's like, dude, you can't make fun of these people. No, yeah, they're trying. do better bro Exactly. A lot of times. So like a lot of times, what I do if people's like, because you know how I am, I'm the audio guy. So like, I'm a super stickler for audio. So what I do is like, I'll shoot in the DMs and be like, hey, by the way, like, you have a really good mic, but it sounds like shit, and this is why. And like, here's three things you can do. And I've got clients just from that, dude. Yeah, that's really audio it. and i was like dude your audio is fucking shit it yeah sucks. your like, audio is hard i would never listen to this and that's why your reviews suck and that's why your downloads yeah, aren't all great because your audio and then watch dude and like i have case studies like if anybody's listening wants to see them you can see i'm like it, what i do like it works it it works but like um it matters is what i'm saying but uh like it's provable yeah yeah For sure. But yeah, man, a lot of this shit is, is, uh, you would expect, and it's such simple shit. It's like, if you don't know
1: the basics, mind you. (laughs) Yeah, like, that's not good. (laughs) People are paying you for this? (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Who?
0: (laughs) That's fucking crazy, man. Um, but yeah, I want to, like, uh, touch on your, uh, you know, give a little bit of, I don't know if the people, people that are listening, um, you know, if you've had any sort of, uh, you know any thought of creating any type of content on the internet or stuff like that but I would either way uh, I think people would some people are going to be able to take value out of it anyway but like as far as like what can you tell people about you know writing blogs and like doing like this kind of content marketing content writing like for like say they're just getting started um, and they're trying to build a presence online or something like what is the like what how effective is that and like can you touch on that a little bit
1: sure definitely I think the biggest thing ties back into something that i said at the beginning which is like getting to the root of the problem that somebody who's going to be reading that content is looking to have answered you know so if you like a lot of it is competitive analysis so like physically google the things that you're interested in ranking for see what the top posts include like think like all right all three of these posts i'm trying to think of like a um,
0: alright so can I give you an example yeah sure um, somebody I know has a uh, they sell um cu- like custom uh, uh, I guess like homemade custom scrunchies like for a girl scrunchies girls. yeah so like they're wondering like first of all like how do I get people to want to buy this or like what do I so like say you're i don't know if that's a good example for you but like a product as like a scrunchie a, a homemade you know kind of scrunchie company like well, i don't know is that a good decent example yeah so like, like why do, why
1: do women use scrunchies to like keep their hair back right so mm-hmm. <laughs> think of circumstances that women are going to need to keep their hair back like they might search like best best product i'm probably botching this but like best products to <laughs> to keep my hair back you know oh, so but, like oh, yeah, if you talk work, about right. like here's how you can use this i mean this is a little like maybe too common sense but the general idea applies like if you could write an article about like how do you properly use a scrunchie so that your hair is kept back like if that was the answer if that was the question that people were looking to have answered and you answer that question appropriately um there's a really good chance what if you don't
0: know those questions can you use websites to try to find like yeah like uh uh, neil patel's thing and like other things like that
1: yeah yeah i mean neil patel's like (laughs) <laughs> like he's it seems like type. it's like a thing like actual SEOs, like I don't know. It's cause I always ask my boss if he knew and he's like, Yeah, I know who he is, but like he kinda like rips on other SEOs and stuff. Like uh, I don't know. He's like got too big of a sales department and not enough uh focus on the actual doing of the uh, work.
0: Um
1: Yeah, so like whatever the question is that you wanna have answered, like you might not necessarily have the exact answer yourself. So you can like I said before, take a look at Google See what the top blogs are talking about. Um, what questions so are they search answering. the actual thing. And yeah, then search kind of the go query from there. If you think about it like this, like Google's algorithm bases its results on what best answers the questions that's being asked. So if if the the top three articles that are ranking for your search, they're ranking for a reason. You know, like they did the better job of answering the question. So we generally, when we're creating content, analyze the top pieces written by everybody else um take out the tidbits that we feel like are really important information to include in ours and we actually take it take it a step further um this is actually based on a philosophy from someone who came on my podcast uh tom garencer his name he has a book called think like google um he his philosophy was how can you take things a step further than what's already out there um so i'm trying to think of a <laughs> a specific example um so beyond SEO is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean it is SEO because you're trying to rank. So you offering for it. does he mean like offering more value then or something? Yeah, yeah, answer the question even better than the content that's already existing. So out do there, you? I guess well,
0: my question would be if you're a company, product company starting out or something, like do you have a fucking chance?
1: It's tough early on. There's a lot more. Right? There's like, like, a lot more a variables yeah. than how good your piece of content is. Like. Uh, Google's algorithm. There's a lot of different variables. Like I said before, like the technical SEO is really important. If your page takes six seconds to load, um, Google's gonna say like "Screw you!" Like you're not. Even if it's high quality content, like we're not gonna rank you because your technical SEO is so bad. Um, your uh, website, like navigation, is really important. So like, how easy is it for me to get from the homepage to the product that I'm looking to buy on your website? If it takes more than two or three clicks to get you there. Um, that's not considered good SEO, so like Google might penalize you for that. So it's like- So this is really important for e-commerce. Oh, critically important. Yeah. Like your, your website content, the content on the actual page, the imagery, the, the load time. Um, a lot so this of this is why people hire a company to do this. Exactly. Shit. Exactly. And I mean like creating the new content that's really high quality is, um, a great approach. Uh, and it's important. For your long-term strategy, but if you're a brand new website, like your probably best bet is to focus on keywords that only have 50 searches a month, but are really relevant. Um, and start small. Can you yeah, start small exactly. with SEO? Like you can That's ads, much The goal is to work towards the bigger, broader search terms. So oh, okay. for her, it might be like the focus keyword for your friend with the scrunchie would probably be like hair ties. Or yeah, something. yeah, scrunchie or like yes, someone googling so yeah, scrunchie. Yeah. But there might be a search that's. But it would be so hard to yeah, rank for that. that yeah, but gotta, but gotta, if you start out with something like that gets like thirty searches a month, like what color scrunchie should I wear to, to X ranking. event? Yeah, if yeah. you start ranking for those words and building, it's called authority with Google. Oh. Um, kind of like building your street cred with Google. Yes. Doing that will make it so that they're like, all right, like they're they're writing about these fifteen topics and ranking well. They have like clear knowledge on scrunchies we can boost their entire website and their um, their like product pages better as well. So it, it all ties into ah, each other. So they'll
0: reward you the more valuable content exactly. that you have. And so when you break down then those individual pieces of content, would they be, like would you want 10 blog posts that are trying to hit for the same keyword
1: or do you have one that goes to each
0: one. We or does do, that like a is that like an analysis that
1: you guys do? We do an approach. Oftentimes, again, it comes down to the client and what their needs yeah. are and their bandwidth and everything else. But like in a perfect world, a lot of the time, what we're doing is like a hub and spoke approach, essentially. So one of my clients is um, they're selling like government software. Um, so we just did a hub and spoke thing on cybersecurity. Um, it's like for like lo- lo- local governments. So we wrote a really thorough guide. On cybersecurity for local governments, um, and talked about a lot of the different facets that come to mind there. So like, like training government workers, things like that. Um, and once, once we wrote about that in the extended piece, we wrote that tiny little section in that actual hubs piece. Then we wrote an article about training government workers in cybersecurity, which is like a more hyper focused, more concise blog about, or not concise, more in-depth, actually, um, piece about that particular part of the cybersecurity. You link both articles to and from one another. And that's backlinks? It's called internal linking if you're linking to and from different pieces on your site. Yeah, so um, we wrote a bunch of different articles about cybersecurity, linked back to the main hub piece to try and rank for local government cybersecurity, um, and then they that piece also linked to the smaller pieces so that hopefully the smaller piece will rank for training local government workers in cybersecurity type keywords, you know? So it's like uh, and then it's you, very multifaceted and they're they're supposed yeah. to really be interconnected. You gotta link to the product pages that are relevant in the piece. Mm-hmm. Um, like right now it's really interesting. We're seeing a lot of progress for the luxury bed linen company for the blogs like the blogs are gaining traction and they're starting to rank but we're also seeing the product pages rankings jump substantially as well some like 75 positions on Google from like the 100th position to like the 20th position and they're only like going higher and higher because like I said Google is getting a really good feel for like this is the expert in this bedding fabric so we need to reward them by having their bed sheets rank really well for linen bed sheets type stuff
0: it's, it's yeah that's dude there's fucking so much to this yeah it's
1: it's, pretty it's definitely pretty multifaceted but it must be
0: uh exciting though when you see that start to come oh, up oh
1: yeah. yeah lately especially with that client cuz they have like they have a really like nifty website like a great brand and great social media well, like they have like half a million followers on um on Instagram alone and they drive like 10 million a month or something insane on Pinterest so that's a huge help but we're seeing these blogs like that we just wrote really jumping to the top of the Google pages and some of them are getting that like featured snippet like that little like here's three or four sentences from the Google post or from the blog post like actually on Google you know what I mean when yep. you first Google something so they're it builds
0: real authority it seems like. yeah that's right. and that's what it's yeah. all
1: about and it, it's tough selling SEO to a lot of people that don't like kind of see the bigger picture mm-hmm. because it could take a you right now might not rank for another it's six podcasting. months to a year. Yeah, it might not rank for quite a long time. So like you're doing the legwork, but you might not see the fruits of your labor for. I mean, it all comes down to Google's algorithm. It's not like you like one client. It might be a month it's ranking really well. Another client, it might be a year it's ranking really well. Like it's not like you could write the best piece of content on, and it. it might just take a while for Google to figure it out. You know, like <laughs> yeah. it's
0: something that uh that really got my, that I never, now I didn't really think a lot about this um, entire like SEO thing before and like kind of how Google works and the ranking, but there is a, so like when I um, I still like do this like part-time, but like when I was like a full-time mechanic, um, I had to, like all the time, I still do it now, but like I had to look up how to reset the light the service light on certain cars. And when I looked it up, there was websites that came up and one of those websites called 7trumpets.com and the entire website is just the Like, is just how to reset the service light on certain cars. (laughs) That first of all seven trumpets has nothing fucking to do with that right yeah that's strange there's people i've found out that own these websites like this and they're they just make passive income off of the ads on these websites and they just hire somebody to figure to go through the owner's manual or whatever or look on or whatever you know be the they used back in the day i guess they used an owner's manual um and they would find out what the surface light reset thing is they would make sure it's accurate and then they just kept building so they would have these such simple things that like were Quick information that people needed to know. Yeah. people would not spend more a lot of time on the site, but yeah, like there is like this whole entire business industry.
1: Oh, totally! Of All just owning these rankings. sites. Yeah, owning the real estate on Google.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, dude that's it's why i'm really buying domains bro like that's why it's i buy move. like two uh, domains a year because like i just have ideas and i go well somebody else is gonna have yeah this idea. exactly
1: someone else is gonna make you yeah. a shit ton more for it if right? you don't somebody it up yo, some, it's
0: crazy so i bought podcastprinciples.com <laughs> like my business i bought the uh well i'm actually about the trademark too but um so i bought the uh domain uh, probably whatever like over a year, year and a half ago whatever and I had the idea for six months before I bought the domain. So yeah. one week I'm like, let me just buy it so I have it. So I go and buy it. A week later I get an email from this guy. He was like, hey, um, I noticed you have this domain, Podcast Principles. I own this company called Cashflow Podcasting. I want to create an entire like ebook called Podcast Principles. Like, would you <laughs> consider selling the domain? And uh, I got on the phone with him. Ended up, <clears throat> Ben Kruger. I'm sorry Ben if I'm mispronouncing. I think Ben Kruger is his name. It's the nicest fucking guy I've ever. Gotten a call with him, so so chill. Like you know, helps people start podcasts too. And I'm like, sorry dude, like I would consider for like five grand, but like five grand plus is what I would sell it for. And uh, he was looking for like five hundred bucks each yeah, area, right? Yeah. And like no, you know, like that's just like he was. It wasn't his whole business, but for me, this was my business name. So, um, but yeah, that's like a whole. That's why I just buy domains when I have the idea. I'm telling you people, Smart, like, yeah. if you want to know how to buy like domains, it. Namecheap.com. Um, you can use GoDaddy. Namecheap is even cheaper, uh, judging by the name of Namecheap. Namecheap. <laughs> it's eat, literally even cheaper. And, uh, and it ends up being like $10 a year ish per domain. And, like, dude, if you have 10 domains, $100 per year, and then five years from now, two people buy them for $5,000 each. Yeah, it's a good, dude, you're good fucking... return on your investment. And, like, they big might time. have
1: a multi million dollar company, so it's no brainer for them. You're yeah. literally like, they want it more than you want it. Well that's how people used to make money like bought like target.com and shit and got the corporations to the give them Instagram a pretty accounts, penny. too
0: yo this guy i follow his name is Ryan Sullivan And he has the Instagram account Ryan Sullivan. (laughs) And he said he would do the podcast and stuff. So I'm going to have him on. That's really Um, funny. So I can interview (laughs) interview myself. But um, yeah, he's from, I think he's from Australia, I think. Um, I could be wrong, Ryan. Uh, Sorry, dude. But uh, (laughs) so I found him one day because I was like, let me check it out. You know? And I looked, I know a lot of the other Ryan Sullivans. Like I found them once. Ryan R. Sullivan is also a doctor in Florida and like these Mm. people because I look it up.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. And
0: so I found this guy and I was like, and I was just chopping it up with him on the gram and like in the DMs. And he was like, dude, you wouldn't imagine. The, what people offer me for this?
1: Oh, that's insane! Yeah. So
0: there's some rich fucking Ryan. Ryan yeah, Sullivan, the doctor, it. probably wants that shit. Yeah, he's probably. Like, I'll give you twenty grand. I'll give you like. Yeah. That's I think insane. no. I think he said he'd st- make considerations for five thousand plus. Like. Yeah, that's
1: still like that's. Yeah. It's pretty nice for like some Instagram handle he captured because it was his, uh, his, name. his name. Yeah. He probably got it whatever eight years ago or something. yeah probably and, right at the start. Dude, his life is
0: fucking sick too. So yeah. I'm like, dude, this guy's just
1: chilling. Yeah, like, Ryan Sullivan, most... shout out to him. Dude,
0: who, yeah, right. Like, who has uh, freaking John Doe or Chris Johnson? Yeah, or some seriously. Shit like that? One of
1: my like good friends' name is Chris Johnson. That's mad funny. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like, like, like imagine, seriously,
0: yeah. But like, yo, Chris Johnson, what's up, dude? Like, we have the same name. I have Ryan Sullivan. Like, yeah. imagine, like, there's so many. I just many, beat
1: you to the Instagram right? handle. Yeah, that's like, nuts.
0: like, wouldn't you love to have that? Like, dude, now you have to do like Chris J, John. Chris Chris A. John- or Chris Johnson one two yeah, three four exactly. six or some I'm, shit. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, I'm Harrison Kelly ten for that. Exact yeah, yeah, yeah reason. <laughs> I got I locked in Sully Bob. Oh uh, yeah, that. that's I got solid. Su- <laughs> I
0: got SullyBob.com and everything. Nobody <laughs> now the only my only SEO competition is Gully Bob. <laughs> Gully Bob, <laughs> yeah. Gully Bob is a dope artist. Oh yeah. yeah, word. That's so mean. I'm in the streets of Philly, man. After a photo sh- after a studio session, and then I was doing a photo shoot, and I'm walking around with my boy, and uh, there's somebody I see somebody they're walking a motorcycle through like uh, through Fish and uh, I guess I broke down or whatever. I was going to help them. They're like, nah, no worries. <laughs> and they're walking and they're like, what are you guys doing? They're like, yeah, we're shooting pictures. And I'm like, yeah, I go by Sully Bop. And she's like... She's like, Gully bop? Gully bop? And I'm like, nah, Sullybop. She's like, oh, you got to look up Gully Bop. So then I found Gully Bop, and that was <laughs> Gonna have to collab. <laughs> yeah, dude. Gully Bop, Sully Bop yeah. collab. Yo, Gully Bop, if you're listening, bro, I'm so down for the do that collab. I don't think we make anything close to the same music, but... You'll figure um, it out. You'll figure it out. Oh, that's the beauty <laughs> of you work out it, the dude, kinks, yeah. Right? Back to the freaking, you know, being multidimensional, man. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, facts. But yeah, that's... Um, I think about that a lot with people with, like, new businesses and shit, how they don't think about it. They don't think about, like... Or they just have the domain, and they're like, oh, cool. Even though there's, like, the same company name, with, but
1: it's US, Yeah, and exactly. they have all the
0: SEO. Yeah. So, hey, just, like, Google your shit, and
1: you'll know <laughs> Seriously, if you got it or not. I think dude. it's really good advice, too, um, that my boss tells people all the time, because a lot of the time, we're, like, trying to sell somebody on on letting us, like, help them with their SEO, and they're like, well, we have a developer building the website now so why don't we build the website and then we'll get in touch later and my boss is like why wouldn't you have the developer do the seo stuff stuff up front so that you don't have to think about it like make it so that it's a really tech savvy like easy to navigate website now so you're not spending thousands of dollars months from now or years from now losing out on the seo benefits of doing it up front it's just like a it doesn't make sense to not have the seo in mind as you're building your website so that's that's definitely advice for people i would recommend like make sure your developer is considering the seo benefits of (laughs) good technical layout and good site navigation and everything else um even for the scrunchies yeah exactly like seriously i mean if you're i guarantee the word scrunchie gets hundreds of thousands of searches a month so if you're ranking in the top five positions that's a lot of scrunchies you could potentially be selling if you're doing if you're playing your cards. Right? And honestly,
0: you could start all this pretty inexpensively of just oh, straight totally. up just trading your time and just writing. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and I then mean, hire somebody to do the optimization. Yeah, um, but like you could write yourself and yeah. then hire somebody to do the technical side. Yeah,
1: and I mean the paid ads are great as like a short-term strategy mm. um, because like obviously like you can close sales without like doing a lot of the legwork of like like you're pretty much having them come to you instead of you having to make sure that they find you. But mm. um, eventually. If the ads get super competitive and you're spending $30 a click on Google to get your product sold, think of how much more you'd be making from a margin standpoint, just having the organic SEO, like you're getting, you're getting 5,000 clicks a month from ranking number one for your keyword instead of paying however much a third of that, two thirds of that on being the first paid ad, you know, like it's, it's, uh it's definitely the long-term play that's that's most efficient for you like the most efficient bang for your buck
0: yeah the ads don't build anything yeah exactly they don't like they don't build upon each other yeah yeah. individual and obviously hey you sir you might have this audience or you might know which ads work but they don't fucking work forever no you're always changing so (laughs) if you could just do a content strategy like that right yeah
1: and then just optimize your your content as needed bring you see your ranking number one for your focus keyword but you're ranking number seven for another keyword that like is feasible for you to rank for add a section about the specific thing that you could be ranking for um and hopefully this article will rank better for that too so it's a lot of it's uh improving on the content that you already did the the legwork this is your why you this is your entire job bro yeah exactly this is is what i do exactly yeah yeah Yeah, that's crazy man. that's
0: the specific niche for sure (laughs) is there um anything else you want to touch on before we wrap it up it's getting hot
1: yeah it is definitely getting hot i'm i'm sweating here i don't gonna know start but, to throw that nelly song on <laughs> good thing we're, good thing most people are listening to the audio only right like youtube don't no, don't look is, at me <laughs> is This makeup? is this makeup yeah exactly exactly it's supposed to be like this now nah, i i think uh i think we covered our bases if uh I if you have any so. other questions, I'm <laughs> I'm all ears. But otherwise, yeah, I think we're no, in man. pretty good
0: shape. I, yeah, I think we, I really uh, appreciate you doing this, coming on and doing it, and making a little day out of it too. It was a lot of fun, man. Yeah, and, uh, of course, man. We'd love to do it again and definitely we <laughs> We'll gotta, definitely do gotta it gotta again. We're we'll long overdue. And uh hey, I'm excited um for your podcast if you bring it back. If you yeah, bring it back, definitely. I hope you do. Yeah, because um, I lo- honestly, I enjoy editing it. I like listening to the people you have on, like yeah, all the yeah. people you mentioned in this episode too, <laughs> of like, dude, there. so I'm like listening to this show. I'm like, oh
1: man, like this yeah. is legit. Yeah, Sally Behind the Scenes is a huge help on the uh kind of figuring out my shit front and and helping me to to really get them out there so um, i'm glad that after uh quite a while of doing that we're here together and um yeah the podcast called the innovative mindset with harrison kelly like definitely check it out if you get the chance 15 episodes of yeah yeah. really interesting stuff 15 episodes so far um just kind of on hold right now focused on (laughs) growing business and, and doing everything else but i do hope to bring it back again so obviously uh you're my go-to guy if that's the case. And hopefully, yeah, some of your listeners got to come check out mine and uh, send me your feedback. But it better be positive. No, I'm just kidding. It better only be... (laughs) No, if you want to shit talk me on Twitter, like... Go for keep it. Keep it to Twitter, okay? I'll, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll, I'll turn notifications off on there. Yeah. And just please don't <laughs> please don't harass me on Instagram, please. <laughs> yeah,
0: come on. I'm going to blow up overnight, though. It's going to be a curse.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> That's it, man. Well, uh, Harrison Kelly, thanks so yeah, much for coming on. Yeah, Sully. Always it. a pleasure. Yeah, man. So, uh, you know, shout out to, uh, you know... Um, Shout out to your brother for redesigning my logo. <laughs> yeah, um, shout out to it's Ryan. Funny, whenever I say Ryan Kelly, this is... So the person who redesigned the logo, this is his brother. This is how I met <laughs> the guy who redesigned the logo, uh, Ryan Kelly. Yeah, he did um, a good job with that. Matt Cain for the intro and the outro. Looking fire, dude. Brandon for the video, as always. <laughs> Thanks, Brandon. Um, Brandon, you're the man, dude. Um, Jello Music, my guy, my boy. Um, one of the best producers fucking ever heard in my life, man. For this, for the intro and outro song, um, you know we got uh, Soda Beats for for the sponsor, uh, which is always great. And uh, because I mean, shit, it's the easiest and best way to make beats online. So <laughs> good, that's to know, all good to I'm know. Good to know. Mike Moore, he was a guest on this podcast. You can go watch that one too. And he ended up creating this crazy beat making software
1: damn that's really cool <laughs> yeah dude i
0: i it blew my mind uh, to be honest and uh just a supernatural sponsor to have and
1: yeah somebody who's makes on some, a company somebody on who cares about that audio uh quality <laughs> yeah man if
0: you need beats for your fucking podcast and shit why don't rip them off youtube and get a copyright strike <laughs> right like
1: yeah yeah play your cards right
0: exactly make your own man so uh <laughs> but yeah thank you um to anybody i might have missed and that i don't like read to, oh and tread too obviously tread the shout out to you buddy but uh um, anybody I might have missed in that who's contributed to this podcast and obviously everybody here uh, listening and watching I really appreciate it and uh, please do comment um, and send me a direct message about what type of topics and people you'd like to see on this show um, uh, as Harrison mentioned about his podcast it really uh, sometimes it's really not that more difficult uh, to get people on that might seem like it is difficult but sometimes it's really not and you just say the right thing and talk to the right people so um, yeah would like to work that and would like to know um, anybody uh, if you have any topics or people you'd like to interview or hear from uh, we'd love to do that so as you know we are on all platforms even the ones nobody uses more <laughs> at sullybop.com slash bopcast or just sullybop.com in general and if you do google sullybop Sullybop.com is number one, so shout out to you, John. For don't uh, click on Gullybop sh- Shout out, don't click on Gully- <laughs> uh, GullyBob. You check him out. But uh, shout out to my uh, to my to my boy uh, for doing that website. Um, yeah, man. All the shout outs at the end. You probably tuned out by now. But uh, thanks, Harrison
1: Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Peace. Later.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Bobcast. I hope you got a ton of value from that episode. I know I did. If you could, I would please encourage you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Now, that is the best way uh, to gain new listeners and grow and rank on the platform so new people can listen to the podcast. So if you do have a minute, um, probably less than a minute, maybe 30 seconds of your time uh, to leave us a review, uh, that would be amazing. Thank you so much. And uh, make sure to visit SodaBeats.com. It's the best way to make beats online right now easiest way uh, you can use them uh, for profit use uh, uh, no royalty fees or anything like that and uh, you get to keep the beat forever and do whatever you want with it it's great so more at sullybop.com video version on youtube you guys know the deal thank you so much i'm ryan sullivan this has been another episode of Bobcast. i'll see you guys on the next one this beat is by jello beats